Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Want to get rich in real estate? We're here for you. Cha-ching, cha-ching, bada-bing. Yeah, that's our famous catchphrase on Jordan, mm-hmm. Jesse, go, the world's most popular real estate podcast. Today on the show, we're going to talk house flipping with Vanilla Ice. Mm-hmm. Who apparently does that, or did that at one point? Mm, I was. I've just been handed a note, Jordan. Oh, okay. Now the format of our show has been central to its success. Of course, it's a, it's something that people actually want to learn about. It can have a direct impact on their lives. Mm, it's helpful, not just useful. It's not just a bunch of miscellaneous bullshit. No, that would be a waste of everyone's time. However, mm-hmm. I've been handed a note that says Vanilla Ice is not going to be coming here today. Apparently, he's going to be performing. Fuck. Ice Ice Baby at a plumbing convention in Las Vegas. They've offered him $15,000. We had only planned to pay him $11,000. Yeah. So. To perform ninja rap on this show. (laughs) Well, he's got a whole rate sheet Mm -hmm. that goes all the way down to, for 500 bucks, he'll do the crisscross song, I Missed the Bus. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's my thinking. I mean. For my money, that's the definitive version of I Missed the Bus. It is. I mean, it's one of those situations where a cover really transforms. Yeah. It's kind of a, yeah, it's his nothing compares to you, I think. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's like, it is that the context is so dramatically transformed, mm-hmm. I think. I think it is that, you know, in a lot, a lot of times... Um, Jesse, do you think we should probably save this for Under the Covers, our <laughs> show about transformative cover songs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, next week Sorry, I think we just have so many shows with content, you know. I yeah. don't want to, like, get, the, get it mixed up. Right. Um, but here's my thing. Okay. Uh, my friend Matt is visiting from England, mm-hmm. and he is not in the real estate business. Right. Uh, he's a cabaret performer. And so what I'm thinking is maybe this week we'll break format. Mm-hmm. We'll just chat. We'll just chat with Matt and uh, see how it goes. And this will be like a week off from uh, getting rich for our audience. And then they'll get right back on the money I mean, train. If they're next regular week. listeners. They're already rich. Right. That's true. I mean, if they're thinking, they're probably growing rich. Of course. Who moved my cheese? Right. In conclusion. Property Brothers. I don't know. <laughs> you got it. You know exactly sure. what we're talking about. Let's introduce our guest Flip on this week. fences? Anyway. Yeah. Let's introduce our guest on this. <laughs> what, if, what if key to flipping a house was turning the fence upside down? Right. <laughs> like, why are the posts sticking up in the air? Okay. Our guest on this week's program is a talented variety performer. I don't know. What do you call it? What do you want to call it, Jordan? I'm not willing to ask him. I, I'm going to say it's a talented um, um, amazo. Yeah, he's an amazo. He amazes you. He performs amazing feats. feats, but also you're amazed at how humorous and charming he is, too. Yeah. And you're like, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm amazed. I, look at this amazo. Can I tell you what I love about his act? Yeah. We went and saw his act at the, at the uh, Magic Village. What's it called? <laughs> the, the Magic, Magic Castle. Castle. Yeah. <laughs> And, it's a um, part. It's it looms over the Magic Village. It's right. kind of a the Magic Village is a serfdom. Yeah, I had actually visited the Magic Drugstore, which went great. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, I uh, I like what I like about Matt's act, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you his surname in a moment. What I like about Matt's act is People that it's are like is this Matt Pinfield from yeah. 120 Minutes? Is he doing? Uh, what I like about Matt's act is it's all the fun of magic without feeling like the premise of it is that I'm being tricked. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love. That's what I love about this. Uh, that's what I love about this guy's act. Uh, we'll talk about what he did. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about what he can do. What he's capable of. The kind of evil and darkness at the core of his soul, sure. um, or the whole where his soul should be. Matt Ricardo. Hello. Hi, Matt. So let me get this absolutely clear. I've come all the way from England, yeah. and I'm not going to learn about how to get rich and property flipping. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you can listen to our back catalog. Anybody can. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as learning about it in person, um, yeah, I think you're SOL. I, yeah. I was under the impression this was some sort of seminar. Yeah. Does I have a question. Yeah. Does England have private property? <laughs> <laughs> I was under the impression that England was some sort of collectivist. State. Like, like three people in England have all the private property. Got it. Yeah, the oh, Queen, the Queen, a horse, 
A horse. That belongs to the queen. <laughs> and of course, yeah. Robbie Williams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not anymore. Not anymore. No. You guys not uh, so hot on Robbie Williams these days? I, you're obviously not up on your current British. Yeah. You know. um, no, Robbie Williams is, has been failing really well for the last five, ten years. Oh, Robbie. Yeah, I know. He lives here in yeah. Los Angeles, does he not? Oh, I don't know. That's a I good think question. Robbie Williams lives in Los Angeles because I've not it is... seen him at Cafe Gratitude or any of Danny Trejo's restaurants. Got so it. <laughs> he might not live here. I think he like moved to Los Angeles because no one has ever heard of him here. So he can live a celebrity's lifestyle without being bothered. He seems like the kind of person that very much likes not being famous. Yeah. You know, somewhere where he can just blend in. I watch him on a Stephen Fry special about being bipolar. That he apparently then afterwards had like stricken from television history and has never aired again because he changed his mind about it, about talking publicly about being bipolar. He was, there was a documentary where he spent an hour on television looking for UFOs and aliens. Oh, really? Was there? He he went to like UFO conventions in Roswell and stuff. But uh, like literally Americans at home are yeah, like that... right now they're like who is Robbie Williams? <laughs> Robbie Williams is was uh, was like the Justin Timberlake of the UK maybe five or ten years before Justin Timberlake was Justin Timberlake, right? Like a yeah. a boy band star who became a big solo pop. Yeah, star. he was he was in a boy band called Take That, and he was oh, that's I a know very good boy band, oh, isn't it? <laughs> Um, and he was like the bad boy of the boy band. Right. And he went yeah. solo. And he had a year of hanging out at sort of with with Oasis and going in Glastonbury and being obviously using narcotics. And then he cleaned up and released a solo album with awful schmaltzy pop on and became incredibly rich. Um, do you think Robbie Williams should team up with the other... 90s UFO enthusiast, the other guy from Blink-182. Oh, really? I yeah, didn't even oh, know really? about that. Yeah, there's, so there's Blink-182 who has the guy and the other guy. Right. And then, but the other guy quit the band to focus on finding UFOs. Is the other guy... I didn't... Okay, so I don't know very much about Blink-182. Mm-hmm. I, I, my, uh, my pop-punk awareness ends at Green Day, mm-hmm. I would say. But uh, there was – were there two – both guys singers? Yes. There's one guy who sings normal and one guy who sings bad. So is the bad singing guy – is the normal singing guy the guy who sings like a normal pop punk guy, like a like a baby who's been abandoned in front of a microphone? That's the bad singer. Oh, OK. Yes. <laughs> um, right. Who would say, where are you? Where are you? Yeah. Or, where are you? A-W-O-R-E. Oh. So he has, I think, realized that he was in fact a singing baby and is devoting more time to finding UFOs. Which he can do at a grown-up level. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) But he still needs to take a break every once in a while and have his num-nums. Should we talk about what Matt Ricardo does in his act? Yes, we absolutely should. So So we went to the Magic Castle, which I have never been to. It's a private club here in Los Angeles, although... The private rules are are very loose based on the crowd that was there. Sure. Um, but This it, is something you do every year, right? Or at least or try to do once a year? I, I, I did it last year and they had me back for this year. Yeah. So it the the show that we saw was in a showroom that seats 75 mm-hmm. or something. The Palace of Mystery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, I mean, everything is just so magic-y. It's really amazing. I think you have to... You you have to before you enter the club you have to say open sesame to an owl. This is true. Yeah. It's a it's an entire world created by men in polyester suits in 1969. Mm-hmm. Like it is a truly it is both amazing and sad and of 1969 and timeless mm-hmm. in all categories. And the joint was jumping. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this was a weekday evening, early week, weekday evening, and the joint was jumping. But that the show was uh, uh, a sweet young man who performed magic magic. Uh, he did a little bit of comedy in the middle, weirdly. Um, but, yeah, like did like made birds appear. Yeah, doves, bunnies. Etc. But yeah. mostly dove and bunny work, and it was you know it's it's remarkable to see that uh, work. You know, like uh, I don't know where those fucking doves came from. No way. Maybe his butt. 
So it's his butt. Yeah. It's oh, <laughs> thank you, Matt. Wow. You know, wow. Secrets revealed. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get our own Fox special. Oh man. <laughs> butt secrets <Fox>. of magicians <laughs> revealed. Oh. I thought we were going to box celebrities. <laughs> yeah, well, that's part of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's going to be hosted by uh, the late Minute Bowl, one way or another. So um, there was that. There was a guy who was about 60, 65 years old who did like Buddy Hackett type comedy and magic mm-hmm. who – my, I'm, I'm not going to say the guy's name and I wouldn't ask Matt to make a comment about a colleague. But what impressed me about him and his act was his jokes were so abysmal and not even like ironic level abysmal, but just terrible, hoary old jokes. Uh, and he was so winning. Like I was so charmed at his stage persona as just like the most professional hack comedian ever mm-hmm. that I di- was n- co- I enjoyed his act sure. I I give his act at least six and a half out of ten it was just a, on sheer chutzpah I had a, such a wonderful evening at your show in the Phantom Zone yes. what was it called again <laughs> no let's call it the Phantom Zone that's right me. the land of nightmares it was me General Zod it's <laughs> uh, a good bill yeah uh, yeah um, it's a great patter with Zod yeah, and yeah. in the middle, Neil, Neil before Neil, me. Yeah, yeah that get, gets me every time. I, like I know he's going to tell me to kneel before him, but it's a strong catchphrase. It is. It's a very strong catchphrase. In the middle, Matt did his act, and Matt's act is predicated on feats of dexterity, particularly built around taking a, a tablecloth out from underneath a bunch of things on a table, then as his grand finale. Spoiler alert. Replacing the tablecloth on the table, which is a remarkable Goddamn thing. Amazing. Thank God you very much. Amazing. It is, you know, Matt's been eating off that for ten years. Thirty. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's Both yelling... literally and figuratively because yes. it involves the table. <laughs> yeah, eating on it and off it. Yeah, yeah. First person in the world to ever learn to do it, which is either fantastic or a complete waste of my life. <laughs> I mean, both. A right? Both, I mean, right? it yeah. seems clear to me that it's both. Yeah, yeah. I'm You're happy also, with that. You also have. There's also some some sword and knife work. In yes. your in your uh, in your act, which is also very amazing. How does when one is traveling from from you know England to LA or wherever to mm-hmm. travel? How does one how does one get one's magic knives on the plane? What I have discovered is, and this is depressing but true, I am a middle aged, well spoken white man in a suit. Mm. So I literally have they, – they ask no questions. <laughs> like, not one question except when I was getting the Eurostar, you know, the, the train that goes yeah, from yeah. London to, to Paris. I took that uh, during the London Podcast Festival. Oh, I took yeah. it from Paris It's, to it's a delightful it's journey, isn't it? wonderful journey. Yeah. I um, had a little cheese sandwich with pickles in it. Oh, pickles. It was nice. No, I want pickles. Yeah, pickles are good. But that's the only place where they've, they've searched my suitcase – They've taken out the the big knives, which are obviously fake knives. They're not, right. bl- you know, they're they're blunt. They're just stupid theatrical props, and they haven't let me take them on the the train. And they got very grumpy about it. And the solution that they found was to go to a, a, a convenience store, get a plastic bag, wrap the bag around the knives, and then say, "Okay, now they're safe. Now you can take them." <laughs> <laughs> like we just wanna, we just, just wanna look like we're doing our yeah, job. Exactly. We wanna keep them from leaking. Yeah, exactly. And then hopefully there's a little square on it where you can write the date you put the knives in there so you know you know whether to throw you, them out. You know or they not. could. There's a lot of pressure changes in the channel. Sure. Yes. You don't know whether, you know. You also we when we were chatting afterwards you told a you told a funny story about there's a there's a there's a bit in your in your act where it looks like you've 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 sliced your arm. It looks like you've yes. sliced into your arm. You've embedded a knife in in your forearm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, again, spoiler alert! It's it's revealed to be to be a trick. Yes, but there was a you did a, like he a, he he pulls the knife away and shows the half crescent of the trick knife after yeah. everyone is done screaming. Yeah, after the screams die down. Yeah, yeah. a few people threw up. Yeah, it was yeah. quite a scene. <laughs> um, but you you were telling me that there was there was a show you did where they did not let you reveal that it was a trick. Yeah, well. Uh, I've I've worked over Christmas at the the Magic Circle, which is the the British equivalent of the Magic Castle. It's the the secret society of magicians. It's maybe like a little more of a real museum-y thing. Yeah. But 
also maybe a little more down market than the Magic Castle? It is. It's it's more of a kind of uh, budget airport hotel look rather right. than the kind of <laughs> a little bit of a Knott's Berry farm to Disneyland. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, and um, and they're really you know for them secrecy is the most important thing. Right. Um, above entertainment value. Right. <laughs> Which is, Listen, you know, people aren't here to be entertained. But it's true. You know, yeah, at, yeah. at the Magic Castle, it's all about, you know, can you entertain an audience? The Magic Circle is about the kind of, the sort of cerebral art form level of magic, you know. So, yeah. So I did some gigs for them and they had a, a polite word saying, if you reveal that knife gag, then you will be fired immediately and you will be kicked out of the Magic Circle. You, oh now, Matt, you, rec- <laughs> you perform in all kinds of different, Context. I mean, I think we we met you at the Edinburgh Festival where there's every kind of performer. But, you know, you'll you'll perform in between music acts. You'll perform in between burlesque acts. You'll perform like wherever it is. Yeah. But when you perform in a magic specific context, is it difficult for the magicians to accept that part of what you're doing is not tricking anyone? Yeah, it's the difference between me and a magician is that I use dexterity not to try and fool somebody, but just to try and impress them. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, it splits magicians down the middle. Some of them think, you know, I'm using dexterity. Not for, literally, though, because that would be the kind of trick they would love. That they, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, some of them think I'm using using this skill for the wrong reason. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Where are your secrets? Um, but um, it is, I mean, magic, it's a weird world. It's generational. You know, they're, they're, no, they're, are you telling me that magicians are weird? <laughs> they're not. Uh, I mean, you know. Compared- I mean, it's just the kind of thing that you pick up when you're at school dances, uh, out with your friends, at nightclubs. Um, it's the kind of skill that you really develop in social situations. I would think that all no magicians would be weirdos. No, they were very socially adept. Right. Yeah, confident. Yeah. Beautiful ponytails. Too. Yeah. Gorgeous. By far, Matt, I enjoyed your act a ton, and I enjoyed the whole show. I even enjoyed the the magician who was trying to trick me doing magic, because uh, he just seemed like such a sweet guy. Um, Does it make you angry that they try and trick you? I just, it just, I just don't like that I'm paying for it, <laughs> and that like <laughs> I don't like their attitude about it. That they know things you don't know. Yeah, like, the, the, but not just that they know things I don't know. Like, I sure there's plenty of people who have uh, powers that I don't have, skills that I don't have that I interact with g- gladly. Sure. It's just that they're kind of smug dicks about it. Yeah, that's a fair comment. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, like their whole deal is like, I'm going to figure out some shit that no one else can do, so that I can really rub their nose in it. <laughs> So anyway, I really enjoyed the show, but the highlight of the evening by far for me, and again, I don't mean to slight your performance, which was really a joy, but was when we were at the bar and an enormous man with a giant ponytail, like a a three quarters of the way down his back, blonde ponytail, uh, and the man was uh, uh, roughly square in shape. Um, he was sitting uh, at the a bar. Box, a boxman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a real boxman. And uh, he had, uh, I presume, his girlfriend there with him. And she, you know, everybody dresses up at the Magic Castle. A coat and tie is required for men. So, you know, she's wearing a, a, a gown um, and he's wearing a coat and tie. And I'm, I can see behind them. So it's just his beautiful ponytail streaming like a mighty river down the back of his suit coat. And he just puts his arm around her and then goes down, 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 up right onto her butt like he was shopping for melons at the grocery store and just <laughs> fucking the butt. just fucking the butt. left it there. Yeah, yeah. Just left it there like that was a thing to do in public. Yeah. That was my highlight of the, uh, of the evening. But your show was second, Matt. I think magic is the great aphrodisiac. Uh-huh. I think we can sure. all agree on that. I were to describe – and I've been to the Magic Castle a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, this was by far my favorite. It was a, it was a goddamn delight. I were to dis- and every time I've been there, I would describe the atmosphere as horny. There's a cloud. There's like a, 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 a musk, a mist, a kind of a fog, just a, just a horny fog that kind of drifts over all of the proceedings. And I don't know – I don't know what that is. I mean maybe it's just because it is kind of a wonderland. It kind of feels like you're – 
you know, you're in a, a story or you're in a, you know, it's secret. It's away from the rest of the world where you can truly be as 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 horny as you want to be. But it's yeah. it's there. I don't know. Is that something you've noticed? Are you sure it's not something you bring with you when you go? That could be. I, I also mean... <laughs> do sometimes feel like that at the CVS. But... <laughs> oh, we all Jordan, like are that. you yeah, also yeah, sure yeah. that horny as you want to be isn't Vanilla Ice's third biggest hit? <laughs> 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 to right. be. Right. It was for Ninja Turtles 3, uh-huh. the one where they go to feudal Japan. <laughs> yeah. And then he teaches them the hit song, Horny as You Want to Be. <laughs> yeah. Number two, two. letter V. Um, <laughs> oh, and actually, oh, that's funny. I wanted I uh, I've, I told you guys about this that happened to me on the way to the show. I think it's worth repeating on the podcast. Good because I don't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I took a I took a lift to the show because mm. uh, I was going to get my drink on. Yeah, sure. You guys know. <laughs> yeah. You guys know. Yeah. You guys know. Congratulations, by the way, on being the least drunk person in the entire. <laughs> I know the <laughs> amount of drunkenness for an eight o'clock show, the first of three shows that you had that night, I believe. Yeah. The amount of drunkenness was astonishing. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. being in a nightclub at 2 a.m. Uh, the amount of drunk that these people were at 9.15 on a mm-hmm. Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, just a huge group of, as far as we could tell, country club employees from yeah, Orange com- County. Yeah. Club managers, yeah. Oh, my God. It it's, was astonishing how drunk these people it's, were. It's so much easier to, to baffle and fool people. They're fucking <laughs> hammered. Yeah. You know? Just jangle keys in front of them. Yeah, that literally sure. would have done it. <laughs> yeah, that would have yeah. done it. There was people. There was people. I mean, I've been to so many comedy shows in my life, mm-hmm. and there's often a table of uh, drunk people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either a belligerent dude or a group of women that came together that are very, very hammered and socializing with each other. But the the extent of the four four people were sitting behind us and engaged us in conversation, mm-hmm. and. The amount of drunk those people were, like it was as though they had gotten drunk, then done, like gotten drunk at seven, then done some blow to get pumped for the. It It was incredible, and they were so employees of uh, uh, management level employees of a country club in Orange County as well. It was breathtaking, truly breathtaking. Mm. Yeah. I got a round of applause by telling them you can put peanut butter on an Oreo and it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So So you were taking a lift to the Magic Castle. Uh, And, you know, uh, and so I get into the lift and the driver's kind of looking at the the route and she's like, oh, Magic Castle. And then she kind of looks back at me in the review and she's like, so are you uh, doing a show? (laughs) Mm. I guess I present as potential magician. I I think it was the cape. Yeah, uh, you know, in hindsight, mm-hmm. in hindsight, it might have. I'm been not like saying it. it wasn't stylish. You can. Count Jordan it. <laughs> was just trying to put on the Ritz. You know, that's his <laughs> just signature. Trying to put on the Ritz. Yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing, Jordan. I was blue, and I didn't know where to go to. You have so. to understand that there's multiple components of identity. So right. while you present as a magician, mm-hmm. you may not identify as right. a magician. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's a different thing. You can be a magician, but not do magic. Yeah. You could not be a magician, but do magic. Exactly. Oh. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. And I think something that I kind of realized, I've been thinking about this, and and I think something that I that I think I've confirmed about myself is I think I'm a little bit of a of a nerd cipher. Uh-huh. I think I am as <laughs> as general a like, you know, pudgy white as you can possibly be. And I think if you looked at me you you know you could put any number of nerd things upon me and it would track kind of i think you also if i can add to sure. this description i think part of what's going on is you have a look and a manner where a nerd looks at you and says that guy's my friend sure that's a friendly guy who i can come up to and and nerd out about what and what's interesting is I wouldn't call you not a nerd but you know even maybe your most passionate nerd related interests mm-hmm. like reading comics or playing video games you're not you're, you're not so up on it I mean we're sure, sure. there's a it's not the yeah. center of you're a you're a you're a you're too much of a, a responsible adult man with a non-nerd career to really have that be a central thing in your life. I don't have a lot life. of vinyl figurines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do have a Spider-Man bobblehead. That's about as, <laughs> okay. as bad as it gets. Yeah. When, yeah, I mean, when I came in 
here today, I was wearing a quite an obscure comic book pin, and you immediately, you know, recognized it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a that. really cool pin, by Thank the way. Thank you very I much. Do. I will ask you off mic where you got it and <laughs> get one for myself. I, rec- I recognize that too. So I, I don't. I think you may be overstating <laughs> the. Yeah. Um, it uh, yes, but I think I think that is it's the same reason this woman asked me if I was a magician is the same reason people ask me to help with their computer or if I know something about Star Trek. Uh huh. And, and I and I am I do not know anything about either. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, I just um, I yeah, I feel like I am I am I am every nerd in a way. I'm every nerd and no nerd. Can I reframe this for you, Jordan? Please. Is it possible that people see you and they just think that guy's got powers? <laughs> it could be. Yeah. yeah, it could have been, and it could have been the horny cloud that follows me <laughs> everywhere I go. And she's like, and I and I learned this on the ride over is that the driver had been to the Magic Hassle before and really had a good time and was still horny. And yeah, or so you know, maybe when I got in the car, she's like, oh, this musk that this guy's carrying mm-hmm. with him. I know this. I know yeah. this sweet smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said to herself. She probably, she probably carries a nosegay of horny wherever she goes. <laughs> sure. The familiar stench of horny conjuring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you thought about maybe describing that? I think that's my next one-man show. Horny Ricardo's conjuring? Horny, the stench of horny conjuring. Yeah. <laughs> have you made any, have you made any uh, magic friends while you're working at the Magic Castle? Colleagues, let's say colleagues. Let's say yeah. colleagues. Um, yeah. yeah, no, because everyone's friendly. Everyone's yeah, very friendly. Are. It's like being you know. in a model railroading club. It's like on the one hand, I don't have the attention to detail to be in a model railroading club. You know, like at the end of the day, I would just space out rather than be helpful. But I look at that model railroad and then I think like, man, it'd be cool to have made that. (laughs) And then I'm like, I bet these guys would be really excited to have a new friend. Mm -hmm. And I would be happy to be friends with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think think magic people like me because I'm not a magician. So I can – I don't really know a lot about magic. You know, I'm a, a juggler, basically. Huh. So, so they can show me a trick, and I will react like a rube. Right. Will goes, ha, fuck, it's gone. <laughs> you, you know, and they're really impressed because they never get that backstage. You know, right. when, you, when one magician yeah. shows a trick to another one, they go, oh, yeah, no, I see what you did. Right. It's by, by make, making a joke to a comic or something like that. Exactly. Like, mm, nice. Yeah, funny. Or something. Good. Good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Whereas as a magician, you know, it's, what you want is someone to go, what the fuck? Yeah. And you never get that with other magicians, you know. Matt, I want to be clear about one thing. I know that you – I mean because we met in Edinburgh, I know you've heard the program before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say on behalf of myself, this is uh, something that Jordan's never indulged in. Uh, but I just want to say that I really respect your circus skills and I'm proud that you use them for good. I mean what makes you think I use them for good? Uh-oh, Isn't yeah. that ex- ex- exactly what I'd want you to believe? Oh wow! Is one of your cir- is one of your circus skills deception? <laughs> well, if I told you, it wouldn't be, would it? So, yeah, that's true. It is. I mean, speaking of comic books, I mean, it is kind of a perfect, just kind of a perfect villain backstory. Cabaret performer by night, evil robber by day. You mm-hmm. flip them. Yeah, you have to work at night. <laughs> yeah, you work. You work do. nights yeah. mostly. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. do some like daring broad daylight bank robberies with uh, fake cleavers. What is the weirdest context, Matt, that you have ever performed your oh, act man. in? Because I imagine like do you, do you also even get like weird corporate jobs and yeah. stuff like that, right? Because yeah. you, you just have an agent who's like looking for some amazing shit to take up 20 minutes. We've got it. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean because my background is in street performing. Right. So the first 15 years of my career was literally on streets all over the world. So all the crazy shit happens then and there, right. you know. So anything that could happen in a, a comedy club or any sort of heckling or anything like that, that could happen there is nothing compared to what has happened to me as a street performer. Right. I could tell you some fucking stories. Oh, I, I, I insist yes, that you not do right. so. Okay. <laughs> Please so, don't tell us so, any interesting <laughs> stories. We're mid, trying to focus on real estate here. Mid-90s. Covent Garden Piazza in London, the home of European Street Theatre, beautiful natural, uh, you know, theatre, outdoor theatre, doing a show, 300 people doing my shtick that you've seen, having fun, nice day. A woman pushes her way through the crowd, walks into the middle of my, my space, acknowledges nobody, drops her pants, pulls up her skirt, does a shit. <laughs> does a shit. 
pulls up her pants, strains down her skirt, leaves through the crowd who make a space for her. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. That's, and that's it. There's, that's a fucking critique. Right. There's no heckle that can touch me now. <laughs> the, the bar has been set, you know? Yeah. Sure. Um, and honestly, yeah, I... someone fake snoring in the audience. It's yeah. like nothing yeah, no, compared no. to someone shitting a in woman front of you. took a dump in front of me. I mean, oh. and, and, and the thing is, you know, everyone sees it. You can't hide it. You can't move on. So... I, I, there were like these trash cans on the street, so I just kind of pushed a trash can in front of it, so mm-hmm. they can't see. Yeah, see it. Sure. They can still smell it. Mm. I mean, you know what the, you know what the secret is, is once you, once they, once they can't see it directly, you just sort of move your hand over to the side, and then that of, draws their attention ah, that way. Misdirection. Yeah, it's called misdirection. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you. I mean, I too was taken, taken aback by how. How wasted everybody was at the show we were at, <laughs> yeah. and and you know it was so. I mean, God, I mean, I've you know I don't go on stage that much these days, but I definitely have been in like improv shows or you know uh, uh, I did a show at the uh, SF Sketchfest this year where there were some kind of drunk front row people, and it's and it's terrifying, and I'm just talking like I don't have to do anything amazing, and I was so amazed that like you know you handled the drunkenness and then went about being amazing and I'm like oh but I guess that is just the calluses built up with years of having to perform yeah. in front of shitters it's really true in front of I mean not everyone was a shitter that no, was no, no, I don't mean isolated to. incident <laughs> the one shitter um, I yeah. mean I imagine that when you put that fucking tablecloth back under the shit that's on the table there's a few people shitting themselves yeah. right there oh, that's what I'm aiming for certainly yeah. Yeah. there's two kinds of shits I guess there's the critical shit which you got <laughs> that yeah. time in the 90s but then there's a the nice appreciative dump appreciative dump <laughs> yeah somebody comes over and says you smell that you did that thank you i think that was this, that's the musk this is that yeah. your, that's the musk that's the musk some, some might think it's corniness some might think it's a dump in germany it's the same thing yeah. <laughs> uh this episode already has so many potential titles yeah i feel like this is the smallest segment that has the most potential episode titles. And in the end, Brian is just going to call it Make a Shit. Sure. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) It's not bad. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Well, of course, Jordan Jesse Go is brought to you every week by folks who support us at MaximumFun.org slash donate. This week, it's also supported by our friends at Squarespace, which they pronounce, interestingly, Squatterspace. Oh, I don't think they do. <laughs> they probably want us just true? to say Squarespace. So we shouldn't just say no, Squatterspace. we shouldn't. It's spelled the same way, so people won't have trouble going to Squarespace.com and entering the code JJGO. Yeah. It's just that as you type it, you can... Think in your head. Oh, squat a spot, Jay. You know what? Think whatever you want to. Okay. As long as you're going to squarespace.com and putting in offer code JJGO when you want to make your own website. Yeah, no matter what kind of website you want to make, whether you uh, want to showcase work, you want to uh, showcase your business, you want to sell things online, Squarespace is an easy way to do it. We've used Squarespace uh, for websites here at MaximumFun.org. It is genuinely easy to build a beautiful website in, with Squarespace. Yeah, I used it. Uh, I used it to build my personal website that I uh, used to to get freelance writing jobs. Uh, JordanMorris.net. Check it out. It, and I am Jesse. You know this about me. Mm-hmm. I am not a man who knows things to do with a computer. No, sir. I am bad at computers, despite being a nerd. An Xbox is a type of computer. Yeah, I guess I could use that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, Although I don't think you even have the latest Xbox. You've got a PlayStation. I've got a PS4. I'm a yeah. PS4 man. Uh, but I'm also a Squarespace man because I went to Squarespace.com and I put in my own offer code, Jesse, because I'm a man of the people. Absolutely. Well, you, if you go to t- Squarespace.com, you get a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, you use the offer code JJGO to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com and enter the code JJ Go. We also have another sponsor this week. The folks at Stitch Fix. Oh, which they pronounce Stitch Fix. They don't. It's just Stitch Fix. <laughs> really? But you know what they do, though? What's that? They do just pronounce it Stitch Fix, but they do like it when you sing. When a problem comes along, you, you must stitch it. it. 
It is a new, simple way to shop for clothes. You know, Jordan, you can tell a guy who's got style, and that takes a certain skill set not all of us were born with. But now there's an easy way to look better with Stitch Fix Men. You go to stitchfix.com, you answer questions about your sizes, your budget, and what styles you like, and then your personal stylist selects clothes just for you. They ship them to you, you pay for what you keep. Shipping is free both ways. Yeah, this is a service that you actually utilized, right? You you told them some information about yourself. Yeah, you know, you, you tell them, you tell them, uh, you know, are you going from from your the workplace to out on the town? Do you need something more formal, more casual, business casual? You kind of tell them a little bit about your life, what kinds of clothes you need, and they ship you a great box. And you only pay for what you keep. I got a great pair of jeans from Stitch Fix. I've gotten some uh, some great shirts. Uh, that I've got many compliments on. So if you would like many compliments... I told them I'm a train engineer and I got the perfect hat. <laughs> there you go. The classic the classic choo-choo cap. That was a classic with a twist, my friend. Uh, <laughs> get started now at stitchfix.com slash JJGo. You'll also get 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash JJGo to get started today. stitchfix.com slash JJ Go. You know, we mentioned Jordan. Yes. The real way that we pay the bills here at Jordan Jesse Go and across the MaximumFun.org mm-hmm. network. That's through listener support. We only ask for your support once a year uh, during the Max Fund Drive. And the Max Fund Drive is right around the corner. Yeah, you go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. It kicks off April 2nd, and it runs for two weeks, and we have a lot of fun stuff coming up. Yeah, we're going to have premium episodes with some of your favorite fellow Max Fund hosts. Uh, we're going to have awesome thank you gifts to everybody who supports this show and all the shows at Max Fund. Um, and, you know, like I, I really want to emphasize when you support uh, us during the Max Fund Drive, you are supporting this show. If you listen to Jordan Jesse Go. Your donations go to Jordan Jesse Go. Um, it's not like I don't know. Once in a while, I think people think that I just have like a vault, and then I'm just writing checks at will. Like, well, yeah, a hundred dollars for Ross and Carrie, and five hundred for Minority Corner. And no, it's really how we actually pay the bills, and, and your money goes directly to the shows you listen to. So. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. We got a lot of fun stuff. Can I should, can I tease this? We've got a couple of special episodes coming yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, we we did we're doing a great one with Carrie Poppy of Ono Ross and Carrie. Where yeah. We're going through some calls that were a little too hot for the air. That'll be for donors only. But also for donors only, uh, I recorded a very special podcast with a certain judge <laughs> where we talk about a certain food. That is cheese. (laughs) Oh, man. I didn't even know Judge Judy loved cheese. No, not Judy. Oh, God, I wish. Wapner? No, not Wapner either, my friend. Guess one more judge. Joe Brown. Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) Uh, No, me and John Hodgman uh, have a very special one-episode-only podcast about cheese that you can get if you donate in the Max Fund Drive. Do you want to tell them what it's called? Shootin'. The Breeze. <laughs> it's a very dumb show where we talk it's about cheese. It's because you're both former professional cheese We both briefly worked in the cheese business. I think his uh, his stint was more successful than mine. Uh, but we get into it. We talk to a professional cheese man from France. And it's a real hoot. And you can only listen if you donate. Ooh la la. That's the way okay. he would not want you to talk. <laughs> it starts April 2nd. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Ricardo, fast hands, smart mouth, nice suit. The man actually is has reading a... from his Edinburgh Fringe Festival <laughs> poster. Oh, yeah. Sure. He's just slogan. delivering his yeah. log line. It works. Sticking with it. Listen, I mean, it's I, I, I think your slogan fits. It's, it's, um, it's descriptive. It, it coaxes people into your show. If, you know, during the next segment you just want to throw it away and be Doobie Goober or something like that. Doobie yeah. Goober. That's fine, too. Yeah. <laughs> not doing appreciative dump. <laughs> appreciative Matt dump. Ricardo, appreciative dump. <laughs> Doobie Goober. Yeah, it's, Goober. that's my example of a Jordan Jesse Goat nickname. Wow. Yeah. I've, have you just been saving that for years? Yeah. 
Okay, because it's <laughs> pretty good. Fucking, you earned if that shit. If ever we have someone who can't think of a nickname, I will gift them Doobie Goober. Oh my god! If it's not a Twitter account, Doobie Do- Doobie Goober, I'm getting it now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to want to squat on that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of squatting on things, um, Jordan and I a few mm-hmm. weeks ago on the program um, asked. This is something that came up on our Facebook group, and the Max Fun Facebook group. A lot of fun over there. That we then expanded beyond just the Facebook group. And we threw out a call to you, the Jordan Jesse Go listener, to call us and share with us what the craziest thing you've lost inside your body has been. Um, we learned, uh, or that you had direct experience with, no hearsay, but direct experience with it being lost inside a body. So a family member, a person that you uh, performed health care upon, um, this sort of thing was also acceptable. Because this Facebook thread, I was ast- – I, I don't know how you felt about it, Jordan, but I was immediately astonished at the sheer volume mm-hmm. – both on an individual basis and on a the, collective the, basis, the yeah, yes, of the things that had been lost in people's bodies yeah, in we various thought it ways. Would be appropriate because we have we have Matt here who is who is affiliated with the magical arts to talk mm-hmm. about disappearing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that is tenuous at best. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, as I understand it, in prison it's called hooping. Mm. Uh, the ability to pass objects of value. Uh, into your body by means other than the mouth. Hooping. Hooping. Okay. Um, but I'm also interested in things lost during surgery or consumed. Sure. Um, non-food items that have been consumed. Yeah. I had that story about losing that earbud in my nasty little ear canal. Yeah, We'll exactly. take an ear canal. Yeah, we'll take it. Any orifice that you can stick something in, we're interested in something getting lost in there. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, we do this, of course, as a sort of public service announcement. The motto of Jordan Jesse Go, of course, is without a base. Without a trace. Yeah. yeah. So let's take our first call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, possible guest. This is Al from Florida calling uh, 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 regarding an action item. Uh, I've got some things that have been stuck inside of me. Whenever I was younger, maybe five, six years old, I made a habit of taking the toy billiard set. Can you pause this, Brian, because I'm already... This, what I love about how this call started, is he says, whenever I was younger, Mm -hmm. like as though once in a while, he gets back into that headspace and really shoves a billiard ball up his ass. He, uh, this could be, I don't want to, you know... I, I mean, again, and I don't, th- I don't think these things are necessarily related, but this man could be an adult baby. Yeah, that's also so possible. he is sometimes younger, yeah. but, you know, then he throws on the suit and goes to work. Anyway. Do you think he sometimes wears his dighty under his suit? Yeah, and if he wants to feel a little nasty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He wants to feel a little nasty at the office. And yeah. who among us doesn't want to feel a little nasty at Just the office? Just not all the time. I know you don't work in an special office, occasions. Matt, but on special occasions, sometimes you want to feel nasty as you want to be. I'm starting to wish I worked in an office. Yeah. yeah. I it's want this opportunity. It's, yeah. really, it's really cool. Um, yeah, I actually, in order to feel nasty here at the office, I sometimes have my employees call me Miss Jackson. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Um, go ahead and press play, Brian. Marts your Kmart, and obviously not playing fool with them because that's impossible. And I would uh, shove as many of the tiny billiards up my nose as I could. This was sort of a party trick that I did that no one was impressed with until <laughs> one time I shoved five of them up my nose and uh, two of them did not come out, and I had to go get them sucked out by a doctor. Uh, I also got some corn kernels stuck in my ear doing the same thing whenever I was maybe nine or ten years old. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Bye. That's amazing. That's beautiful. This guy's quite the shover. My yeah. daughter put a rubber band up her nose, mm-hmm. and we believe it may be there still. Hmm. She claimed that she had removed it, but she was obviously showing us a different thing that was not a rubber band. Uh, and so we knew that she was just trying to get out from under the onus of having a rubber band sure, in her nose. Yeah. Um, and so a, a, a healthcare professional of some kind told us, have you heard of mother's breath? We were like, no, we haven't heard of mother's breath. Uh, apparently, what you can do in this situation is you, if something's up the nose, you can plug the nostril that it's not in and then basically do like a mouth to mouth and blow in and the air pops the thing out of the nose. Oh, boy. 
that seems ridiculously dangerous. In my head, eyes are coming out. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure that's how it works. In my head, you're getting something, you're getting a whack right in the brain. Yeah. I don't know if the two are connected. I don't know a lot about anatomy, but I mean, we're not I'm thinking doctors. this. Yeah, and of course we're not. We're not. Please do not, do not consult us for medical advice. No, you yeah. can, you can. You know, something I liked about... I'm a doctor. Oh, okay. Not a real doctor, but... I mean, I'm... I claim to be... Actually, I claim to be a doctor. I'm a... I'm a federal bikini inspector, <laughs> so it's kind of like it's like being a register. You know, I've never met a real FBI agent. That's, that's true. <laughs> uh, what I something I like about this story that I think I think needs to be remarked upon is that it's as a party trick that he admitted no one had ever liked. Yeah, that's something he did at parties, but like had never. It's gross. It's totally gross. I love. I love his commitment to doing this at parties despite no one liking the it. The saga of the lonely child. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and and this is this is my milieu. I know tricks. Yeah. And if it's a trick no one likes, it's not a trick. <laughs> right. Yes. It's just a thing you do. Hmm. What's the thing that you like the most that the others like the least? In in my act, yeah, yeah, or in your abilities, it may have been cut from your act out in a fit of realism. Um, the, there's the thing that I like that my wife hated the most, which is from <laughs> my last one man show where I juggled three electric cordless carving knives jammed in the on position. Oh boy, which was just fucking stupid of me. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it on a UK tour every night, you know. But, yeah, um, and I hurt myself. By the way, Matt, <laughs> congratulations on finding a woman to tolerate this bullshit. Yeah, no shit. It's really remarkable. <laughs> um, what a remarkable and beautiful love story it is. <laughs> but I mean, maybe speaking of speaking of love stories, I mean, kind of something, you know, somewhere where I saw this going, and maybe this is just the screenwriter in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't turn it off. Because you were thinking Matt could save a cat right before he right, does of that. course, you have to save the cat, then juggle the knives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is I was thinking this was leading to some sort of meet cute where this guy's doing this billiard snorting mm-hmm. at parties, you know, being rebuffed by everyone. No mm-hmm. one likes it. And then finally he meets that one special person who's like, hey, I like how you cram that shit up your nose. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice <laughs> if we were all That's the music cue. We have a big music budget for this. So I, use, I assume uh, that you meant it might be a good meet cute for Matt mm. to juggle the electric carving knives. Uh, because he is an electric carving knife juggler, and his beautiful wife is a hand repairer. Mm, sure, <laughs> she does hand repairs. Only hand repairs. Yeah. Let's take another. Uh, let's take another call. Yeah, this is Isaac from Wyoming, um, and basically, I lost a fingernail in my eye about twenty years ago. Oh my, I was no, no. Following my mom's example and clipping my fingernails while sitting in the back row of church for the morning, uh, one of them flew off and went in my eye. Tried to get it out. Uh, obviously, my eyes watering. It gets kind of stuck, so I run out one-eyed into the bathroom, go into the mirror. And while I closed my eye, it, like, went underneath my eyelid. So I could feel it against my eye and the backside of my eyelid. So I open up my eye, and I feel it go deeper. Uh, I pull back my eyelid, and I can't really see it. So I blink a couple more times, and I feel it go even deeper. Like, now it's, like, not against my eyelid anymore, but it just went into my body. I can feel it against my eye. Um... And basically, I just sat there holding my eye open, uh, pulling the lid down, trying to uh, fish it out with just my nine-year-old fingers, um, and failed. Uh, I have no idea what happened to it. It dissolved or something. Uh, so thanks. That is like if Un Chien Andalou was a documentary. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That about was, eye distress. Yeah. Just went on and on and got worse. Sure did. Oh, I had wow. for, I had forgotten this, but when I was in sixth grade, I was walking down the path at the school that I went to, and a bug flew into my eye and went under my eyelid. And I went to the school. It was a small school, so there wasn't like a school nurse. Mm-hmm. So I went to the receptionist, and I was like, there's a bug under my eye. Uh, inside of my eye socket, and uh, she got the science teacher, <laughs> which I guess is like the closest thing to a nurse. Just as like you're looking for a doctor, but you'll you would you would take a, 
uh, you would take an EMT. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would accept it and you're like, well, the EMT knows the basics and they can pass it off to the doctor. She was like, okay, there's no doctor. There's no nurse. There's no EMT. Um, I guess the science teacher, right. like a middle school science teacher, she probably owns her own forceps. <laughs> or she could just tell you what kind of bug it was. And she did such a bad job getting yeah. it. It was like the most terrible part of my oh. entire middle school years. And middle school was not easy for me. The body has too many holes. <laughs> it does. You know, when I'm president, yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to sew up. Couple, sew of them these. up. Sew them, them up. up. Yes, sew that's what we'll <laughs> chant at my rallies. Um, boy, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, I'm running. I'm not so much running against my opponent as I am running against that fish that swims up your urethra. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm for emigration. Right. Except in the case of Brazilian urethra fish. Yeah. Let's take another call. Unless they have extraordinary ability. Yeah. Well, like I mean, if, they've got, if they have an advanced degree, yeah. <laughs> if they're Norwegian in some way. Yeah. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Joe Paul calling from Connecticut. Um, I was just listening to the recent episode where you were asking about things that were stuck inside um, people's bodies. Um I get bonus points according to Eliza Skinner because this happened during a surgery. Um, my father had back surgery a few years ago to fix a pinched nerve. And uh, after the surgery, he noticed that he was still having some pain. And they were showing him the x-rays. And my parents kept trying to ask, oh, what's, what's this little spot here? And uh, the doctors kept trying to be like, oh, no, no, it's nothing. Uh, but it turned out they had left a surgical sponge inside him uh, after the surgery. And so he had to have a second surgery to remove it. Wow. So health care at its finest. That's like a whole Thanks thing. For the show. Bye. That's like a whole thing that you that, that doctors lose things in your body when they open you up. Sure. Mm. I'm not sure there's not things inside my body from the two surgeries that I've had. <laughs> there's, there could be... I don't know exactly what it would be, but maybe a nickel inside my balls. There should be a pre-sew-up checklist. There is, I think. Hmm. I don't know how they... I think they have to list the things to each other, like, do we have this? Do we have that? Do we have this? At least where I go to the doctor. Check the change in your pocket. How much was there before the surgery? Right. Yes. To make sure no one has nickel balls. Has has anyone been clipping their fingernails? Uh, you know, I had a I had a pretty big surgery in the '90s, and I think I still have a Tamagotchi. Where my be. <laughs> Long battery life on those. Yeah, it's probably dead by now, right? Yeah. It's, it's it is often Just reset it, I guess, and start again. It is often the sponges. Yeah, yeah as, right. I think I have heard sponge before and, too. And as a sort of middle-aged-ish man. <laughs> I quite like the idea of having some sponges inserted into me so everything is more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. When I sit down, right it's soft. Support. It, yeah. It's like yeah. a buffer. Yeah. yeah. Sure. What if you could get permanent lumbar support installed? Oh yeah, just get a just get a just get a spine poof. Who was it on our show? Maybe Vanessa Ramos, who talked about having that like inflatable lumbar support in her car seat. Oh yeah. And turning it off sometimes so that she could turn it back on later as a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> Have you seen those? There's like senior citizen airbags now. This is a new gadget. It's a kind of a belt that a senior or someone just who's prone to whoopsies will put on themselves. Uh, like a doobie goober? Yeah, some kind of doobie goober type or a Magoo. Yeah. Someone from the Magoo family. Sure. Uh, Mrs. He, Magoo, Junior Magoo. <laughs> sure. Oh, his, his nephew Waldo. Yeah, was always <laughs> dressed like a nineteen uh, twenties college kid. Right. Um, you know, he might have a fur coat. Might have a, a pole sitting accident. Right. Yeah. And Waldo. Uh, but yeah, I guess you clip on this belt, and if you if you take a little tumble, these 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 belt bags will inflate and cushion your cushion your fall. Oh, that sounds nice. But you're saying we could get a kind of an internalized version of this. Yeah. A kind of a sponge inflator. It just makes the world slightly more comfortable. Yeah. yeah. When I was in Copenhagen in mm-hmm. Denmark, uh, you may remember, Jordan, that uh, I basically put out – I put out on the – on Jordan Jesse Go that because of the small number of people that listen to this program and the relatively small uh, proportion of them who's overseas – and because I was traveling by myself and was likely to be lonely, I indicated that I was willing to be friends mm-hmm. with anyone in the nation of Denmark who was listening. And I did get a nice email from someone, and uh, I wasn't actually in the end able to go 
visit them. They lived outside of Copenhagen, I believe. But what what was distinctive about their letter was, you know, they had provided some, they had sort of invited me and said, we'd love the show and whatever. And their evidence that they weren't crazy people was that they had invented the inflatable bicycle helmet mm. that you wear like as a muff. Okay. Yeah. So no insane person could have invented it, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's take another call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and assumed guests. I'm going to go ahead and guess Chris Fairbanks. Close. Um, calling Close. about the objects stuck in bodies. Uh, didn't happen to me specifically, but I thought you guys would uh, get a kick out of this. Uh, I'm the housekeeping manager for hospitals, and one of the hospitals that I work at uh, insisted on buying a metal detector wand to wand over all the trash bags taken out of the surgery suites because they were uh, leaving so many pieces inside of people and they wanted a way to double check that they had accidentally thrown it away and not left it inside of a patient. So there you go. Uh, have a good one. Bye. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I don't know if that's scientifically sound. Yeah. But, it's a, yeah, I can I, see how you would make that logical leap. I guess if you lost a scalpel, you don't want to go digging in the trash to find it, the sure. medical garbage. Yeah. So what they're concerned with is the loss of a scalpel rather than whether it's inside a person. Right. If you don't put the wand over the person. Yeah, yeah right. That it's is a concern a here. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, the you know, what if the person has, for example, brass balls? For instance. Or, it would or, throw the whole thing off. Sure. Or nickel ball. Yeah, or a nickel, or nickel condition. Sure. Yeah. Any metal, frankly. Uh, I'm surprised we've gone through this segment. Uh, no butts yet. Yeah. yeah. Not a single butt. I'm really impressed. Yeah. I'm really impressed. It sounds like people are really flaring those bases out there. <laughs> sure, yeah. Well, they listen to this show, so yep. they've obviously gotten the, gotten the memo. Uh, let's, let's take another call. Maybe this one will be a butt one. Hi, this is Ben in Brooklyn. Uh, when I was in kindergarten, I think, I swallowed a nail. Like a whole nail, and uh, and I went, got taken out of school, had to get an X-ray. Have there's an X-ray somewhere that I try to get a copy of that has the nail in inside of me, and then the doctors told my mom uh, that they should check my poop uh, in the weeks following to see if it passed through me. Um, and it, it never did. Uh, so don't know where that nail is. All right. Bye. By the way. How? 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 Can I just say that I want this guy to be best friends with Dan McCoy from the Flophouse? They already (laughs) both live in Brooklyn. Similar vibes. Yeah. Boy. Uh, yeah. I mean, just youthful curiosity. Yeah, I can see like the I like I get I get the physics of the nail clipping guy. He's clipping. They're shooting everywhere. You get under that lid. But how does one it seems like you just have to do it on purpose. Is it possible that it's like uh, how pregnant women uh, go in the backyard and eat dirt sometimes? (laughs) It's just a compulsion driven by like an iron deficiency. Sure. Right. It's an ancient it's an ancient need. Yeah. To eat a nail. Yeah, think, like this person, like he should just switch to iodized salt, <laughs> and he would not no longer right, feel right. the compulsive need to eat nails. I think that guy's dead, and that was a call from a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that's what I think now too. Yeah. You know, we don't take these calls live. It could be like uh, when you're looking at the stars. It's like a time oh, the machine, light you from know. The stars is from thousands he, of years ago. He died since he made the call. Yeah, yeah. I bet a lot of these people are ghosts. Man died of rectum puncturing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Any any story that involves the phrase "checking your poops for nails." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta gotta be careful about those poops. Now I'm gonna say that's another one that didn't go up the butt. Yeah, yeah. I this mean, is butt pretty was remarkable. Tangentially involved, right? I don't know how many more we have. I would be amazed if we got through this without, without a single butt one. A single, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess that you know is telling us two things about the audience. Yeah, or one of two things rather is that they listen to this program enough to know without a base, without a trace. Right. Or these are some these are some uptight types mm-hmm. who aren't exploring the erotic power of the anus, and in the case of the men, the prostate. Yeah, milk anyway. the prostate, guys. Guys. Or. 
or, or they're just a little more sophisticated. They've, they've, they've moved past the prostate and now oh. they're working on nose. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Sure. Oh, that's a good point. The other sexual holes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what more? Do we have like, is this one more, Brian? We one more. One more. Okay. Oh, boy. Will it be, be a butt? <laughs> so get up. This is why I came to America. <laughs> Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. Uh, this is Pat from Vancouver, Washington, uh, calling on the action item of uh, losing something in yourself. Uh, my ex-girlfriend and I were having sex years ago, uh, and when we finished, we could not find the condom that I had been wearing. Uh, and uh, eventually, after some digging, she found it inside of her and uh, freaked out and... Um, thought that she was going to get pregnant and uh, was yelling at me because we couldn't afford to have an abortion. And then she told me that this wouldn't have happened if my dick wasn't so small. Oh, oh, We're no longer together. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, that happened. Okay. Um, Heart as a rock. What is the ring? I'm not sure. Love you, slogan. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God! There uh, are guys who would pay so much money for that experience. Yeah, <laughs> so much money for that experience. They're like mostly CEOs of Fortune 500 companies and stuff. Yeah, if you pitch that to the president right now, he'd give you ten grand for that. <laughs> I, you know, I think this hap- I don't think that this this is a this issue is a matter of dick size. I think no. this is just something that happens. Yeah. I think yeah. sometimes condoms come off as I'm using the British pronunciation. Nicely done. Thank you. <laughs> I've been doing some work on uh, uh, Peaky Blinders, mm. by which I mean I've seen an episode of Peaky Blinders, so I'm pretty good at it now. Condom. 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 Um, yeah. Well, hey. The way to remember it is it remi- rem- rhymes with gendarmes. Hey, caller, if, if you're listening... I hope that you are. I hope so, too. I just want to say, you know, again, these things happen and it's not necessarily because of dick size. Mm -hmm. But if you do have a small dick, just get good at eating pussy. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Jordan, I'm glad you're finally standing up on this program for pussy eating. Finally taking a moment out from this program. You know I like to get my (laughs) drink on. (laughs) (laughs) That guy from from earlier. I remember him. Yeah. I met him earlier. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He is very cool. He's drank on. Kind of guy you want in your lift. Yeah. That's for sure. He's getting musky. Probably. (laughs) It's getting. Is that a musk I sense? Mm, Something's magical in here. (laughs) I I shot myself. (laughs) But I'm eating Lucky Charms out of a bag, so. (laughs) Probably those two things. It's probably Matt's. Uh, shit-filled pants in my baggie of Lucky Charms. They're <laughs> delicious. If you have a momentous occasion or you just lost something inside yourself, give us a call at 206-984-4FUN or email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey guys, this is Adam Conover. You may know me from my true TV show, Adam Ruins Everything. Well, guess what? Now we're doing a podcast version right here on Maximum Fun. What we do is we take all the interesting, fascinating experts that we talk to for just a couple minutes on the show and we sit with them for an entire podcast. Really going deep and getting into the fascinating details of their work. Find Adam Ruins Everything wherever you get your podcasts or at MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. <clears throat> oh, Matt Ricardo, uh, England person here. Jet yeah. lagged, long day. <laughs> Very long day. Matt Ricardo. Uh, you travel the world performing your remarkable feats of dexterity. Yes, sir. Um, if Jordan Jesse Go listeners are out there and they're intrigued uh, by some of the dexterity that you've demonstrated by not embarrassing yourself on this program, um, which really involves a lot of dodging, <laughs> dodging thrown uh, feces, um, uh, wh- where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Matt Ricardo. M-A-T? M-A-T, one T in Matt. And, you know, Google me. I, I infect the internet like a 
show business virus. Um, yeah. And if you're in England, then I'm uh, doing a new show at the Edinburgh Fringe this year and we'll be touring it afterwards. Yeah. Hey. We went and saw uh, when we were in uh, England for the Edinburgh Fringe, we got to see Matt doing his act there as well. And uh, it was really a hoot. Like, um, it is exactly what you want to see at the Edinburgh Fringe after you've seen Josie Long's show or whatever. <laughs> Uh, and I'll say I've I've you know Jesse I'm I'm online mm-hmm. I'm out there I'm on the net mm-hmm. and I'm monitoring you know chatter about the show. I recently subscribed to Earthspring. So yeah, there you go. So you're 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 catching up to me. Yeah. As far as most online. Yeah. I'm the most online, but you're you're getting there. I use Usenet. <laughs> sure. Do you have Do you have America online here? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it seems like you would. It's what we, we all yeah. use. Yeah, yeah because yeah, we're in America. And makes sense. We go now online. I, now I think a, about it. I have a free disc for you after this. Oh, cool. You know, we actually here in America, we don't call just this is a language thing. We don't call it uh, America Online. Uh, we call it an elevator. Sure. Ah, got it. And got in it. Canada, it's just called yeah. bacon. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the boot. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I've been monitoring online chatter about this show, and I think a lot of people are are remarking rightfully. We've had a really good, we've had a really good uh, streak of like first time guests knocking it out of the park, right? And I, I'm agreeing. I think we've done yeah. some really good work lately. And you know, we've had some, we've had some kids in here, and we've taken chances on them. Yeah, you know, uh, and I, it's it know. doesn't always work out. Sure, this is a challenging program. It's a lot of bullshit to generate in just an hour and fifteen minutes. Absolutely, and I think we've had we've had a lot of new people who have really risen to the occasion. We've had a lot of great shows. A lot of people make mistakes when they're trying to do it. A lot of people think I should try to be good or funny or entertaining. Sure, no, you just ride on the river of garbage until the ride's over. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think we've had a lot of great, hilarious people lately. First timers, new friends, people you're going to see back on the show in 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 a, at a moment's notice. And we've also had Matt Ricardo. I see. Here's I what see. I I was going to say: streak continued. Yeah, Matt was that's great. True. The Matt was a joy. Continues. Matt was an absolute delight. But you got to you got to <laughs> cut him down sometimes. I get that. I get that. They become too powerful. Yeah. Look at him. He's he's outdressed me today. Here sure. I I'm standing here in. Uh, Clark's Wallabies in a sweatshirt and, and, and Matt's to the nines. Yeah, looking good. No tie. No tie. That's no. true. But no, you made, I mean, that handsome comic book pin from earlier. Yes. Oh, boy. The it, whole thing. It was the, like, comics, the comics code, code logo. Seal. Really good. I wonder logo. everyone's going to go and buy one and now it's not special. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Sorry. You could just go to putthisonshop.com and find a great thing to put on there. <laughs> God, okay. Our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design courtesy of the free design and our friends at light in the attic records you can join us on the internet hashtag at jjgo on twitter if you've got corrections uh tweet them at gas station tv so if you have any corrections or disputes with us uh just tweet those at gas station tv and we'll be sure that they see them probably Mm -hmm. and uh you can also join us on reddit maximumfun.reddit.com the only corner of reddit where everyone is almost always pleasant and nice. Right? That's There's, true. There might be a couple That's other subreddits. That's been my experience. Aw. I guess aw. Probably People like... People being pretty nice on aw. Hanson.reddit.com <laughs> is probably... They're probably, probably pretty nice. Or Hanson's. Yeah. <laughs> to discuss natural <laughs> sodas. sodas. Yeah. I can't imagine so nice. being a dick or a the subject, trail guy on the, there. The subject line just says, cane sugar... And then the body of the post just says, no tangy aftertaste, a clean sweetness. Mm-hmm. And then Mandarin appreciation thread where everybody <laughs> posts how much they love Mandarin. Yeah. Anybody having a company picnic this year? <laughs> Question mark. Sure. I feel like Hanson's is the- Throw a little vodka in that mer- uh, uh, in that. Uh... that uh, what was I calling it? Mandarin? Mandarin. I almost said maraschino. Yeah. Oh, hey, Hanson's. No idea for a flavor. Maraschino. Yeah. Anyway. Matt Ricardo, it's been a joy to have you on the program. Thank you very much. My pleasure. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.